Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Never Too Late to Fly podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline. And I'm Kevin. Together, we're going to dive into different topics around weight loss, body image, relationships with food, and how to overcome life's everyday struggles and challenges so we can all live our best lives possible. Remember, it's It's never never too late late to fly. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. This is episode 22, and in this episode, we're going to be sharing some tips for uh, living an overall healthier lifestyle. Um, Jacqueline gets asked quite frequently because of her weight loss success and all of that. She gets asked all the time about what are some tips that you have to lose weight? What are some tips you have to, to, to just live a better life? And I think that this episode, we were kind of thinking of ways like tips for weight loss, and it we decided like it really boils down to these tips will help you live a healthier lifestyle and weight loss is a bonus I think right so I think it really goes down to the basics of if we want to lose weight you know it can't just be we want to go on a diet or try to have like a quick fix on you know ways to lose weight and that's something I've learned throughout my journey is it's not about going on the latest fad, what's going to make you lose 20 pounds in a week or what's going to make weight loss this quick thing because weight loss doesn't equate health all the time. Um, and so when we're putting our body through this constant stress of lowering our calories or doing all of this in order to lose weight, sometimes health gets thrown out the window And I think for me, especially this time around when I'm on like my weight loss journey now, opposed to when I started at 500 pounds, what I've learned is it's all about a healthy lifestyle. And if you make it into a healthy lifestyle, whether you're trying to lose weight or not, the weight will come off with some of these tips that I'm sharing, but overall it's going to help your overall health. And I think that's what sometimes lacks when people are trying to lose weight and that sometimes lacks in When people ask, well, how do I lose weight? What are your tips for weight loss? What are your suggestions on how to lose weight? What can I do to lose weight? And I think I share so much about that. But for me, I think it's really important to kind of go back to these basics and these kind of these top six tips that we're going to be talking about to overall help our quality of life, help our health, you know, and help us kind of go down that path of having a healthier lifestyle, which in turn, if you're trying to lose weight, these are going to add to it and help. Um, but focusing more on living a healthier lifestyle overall. No, exactly. I think too, like you you mentioned there, it's about that overall health as opposed to strictly weight loss, because that can become a slippery slope that is not necessarily, which is not necessarily like a, a healthy way to be focused. Um, so without further ado, let's just jump right in. And our, your first tip is getting enough sleep. Yes, this is one I think is so important and one that, you know, you can kind of be thinking about this and thinking, well, duh, like everyone needs sleep. And but I think it's something that we lack a lot. None of us, you know, hardly get enough of it. Um, And that's one of the first things to go when, you know, we're stressed or have stuff on our plate or we're busy is that the sleep lacks like we, you know, get less sleep than we need, not just recommended but that we physically need and our bodies need. And, you know, going to weight loss, that was one of the number one things I noticed within myself when I was on my journey is if I was not getting enough sleep, it was not adding to helping me lose weight. 
Well, so, you could tell on the scale right. based on if you got a good week's sleep or not. Right. So even if I was following, you know, my eating was on point, I was doing my workouts, if I was lacking in sleep, it definitely did not help with my overall weight loss goals. Um, and then on top of that, it's just my overall mood. I was cranky. I was irritable. I was in a dark place. I was more negative. I was more like, oh my gosh, I don't want to wake up and go to work, which put me in a more of a negative mind space. Um your body can't run properly with lack of sleep. Well, I think too, there's, there's been a lot of studies that show with lack of sleep and like the hormonal imbalances with, with playing with your hunger cues and Mm -hmm. your fullness and all these things, those things get thrown off as well. One of my biggest triggers for my binge eating disorder is being tired. When I'm tired, that's one of the number one triggers for I want to start binge eating. And it's not just, oh, I'm craving chips. It's like I'm craving the whole bag of chips, the whole tub of ice cream, 50 tacos, like my binge eating kicks into full year when I'm tired. Right. And so like Kevin said, it messes with those hunger cues. It messes with that signal of, am I really hungry? Am I really tired? Am I thirsty? Am I all these different things? It's hard for your body to then realize what's going on when you don't have enough sleep. And then on top of that, being able to do your workout or get movement in or be active, you can't do any of that because you're so tired because your body doesn't have enough rest. And I think everyone is go, 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 go all the time, especially for fitness or trying to you know add in an extra hour in the gym or doing all this after work to be there for your kids and to cook dinner and to work out. And that sleep part. I think it's is, just vital for recovery. Right. Is not a top priority all the time when it should be like it's it helps you mentally recover helps you physically recover like you're just better off when you have the right amount of sleep right and it plays with your mood like i mentioned so much with when we're trying to be positive and in a positive place that could bring me down in an instant and i completely am like oh this whole day is bad everything's bad in life because i'm tired so that's one of my number one tips is make sure you're getting enough sleep And I know life happens and things are sometimes out of our control and we're not able to get the proper eight, seven, ten, whatever your body needs, hours of sleep. But I think it's so important to try to make that a priority, even if it's going to bed a little earlier or something like that to make small changes to make sure you're getting enough sleep. Right. So with that, we'll move on to number two, and that is to make sure that you're checking in on your mental health, making it a priority. Yes, I say this a lot. I'll say it probably a million more times throughout my whole life, but mental health is so important. Our mental health needs to be a priority. And there's such a stigma around it. There's such a stigma around mental health, depression, anxiety, eating disorders, everything that involves like our mental health and well-being. And we don't always want to talk about it. We don't always want to go to our doctor and mention, hey, this is going on because you know you never know how they're going to react. Because like I said, there's such a stigma around it. I even had a doctor tell me my mental health didn't matter to her. Um, And so one of my biggest things is I'm an advocate to help break that stigma around mental health and not only making it a priority in myself, but helping others make it a priority as well. Because our mental health is definitely something that is part of our health and needs to be something that we're more mindful of. Absolutely. I think too, there's there's real power in being able to uh, look inward on yourself and say, okay, what things are going on that are positive in my life? And what are some things that I'm kind of struggling with that I can work on in my life? Because when you get too far 
out of balance and you're either all positive or all negative, that's unhealthy. And I think being able to kind of balance and work on some of those things and to kind of keep that perspective of these things are going positively for me and these other things maybe could use a little work and being able to look inward and know like just being aware and alert and knowing what's going on with you um i think it's po- is powerful right there's something i heard once um a doctor said is that there's like this yin and yang approach to like our mental health and well-being and it's at the end of the day focusing on what are some of the positive things that happened during the day what are some of the things i'm proud of myself for what are some of the things that went well what are some of the things that made me happy and it could be the smallest thing as your daughter brought home a piece of artwork that made you smile like little things figure out all the things during that day that were positive and brought you happiness and then sit down and say okay what are some of the things i'm struggling with what are some of the things that didn't go well today what are some of the challenges what are some of the hardships what are some things that i wish went differently and kind of balancing it all out and then focusing on that gratitude focusing on okay so yes i have x y and z that's bothering me and that didn't go well but also look at all these other amazing things that are going well or that did make me happy or did make me laugh or smile and it's kind of that balancing of you know for every negative there's a positive and just really looking down deep and figuring out what's actually going on with you What really are you struggling with? What's really making you upset? What's really causing you anxiety? But then also being able to flip it and say, okay, but what else is positive in my life? What am I grateful for? What am I thankful for? What brought a smile to my face? And for me, having that yin and yang approach to my own mental health has drastically helped me so much to be able to focus on my feelings, my thoughts, my emotions, but also to stay in more of that positive mind space because that's definitely where I feel my best. And to say, okay, you know what? I'm really struggling with my eating. I'm really struggling with my body, with the scale, whatever it is. But also look at all the progress I'm making. Look at how well I'm doing. And I think that helps balance out kind of not staying in such a negative place, but not forcing yourself that you have to be positive all the time. Right. Oh, exactly. Um, And then that kind of, that tip kind of leads into our next one. uh, And that's... um, controlling and managing your stress and anxiety triggers. And I think with that, like that's, that's just, again, it's being aware of those things and what can I do to help keep those things kind of at bay, whether that is deep breathing, whether that's yoga, whether that's taking a five minute meditation, whatever those things are, just being aware to control that stress. Because again, stress, it, it too much of it's definitely unhealthy. Right. And I think what it comes down to is, again, like Kevin said, these kind of go hand in hand, but with mental health and not pretending we're not struggling, not pretending those negative emotions or feelings or thoughts aren't there, but really being aware of them and actually writing down, I'm stressed because of blank. I'm having anxiety because this is going on. I'm not feeling good because this is happening. And I think really being honest with yourself, with your struggles, with your problems, with your frustrations, no matter how small or silly you may think they are, if they're causing you stress, anxiety, you know, and they're triggers for you, they matter and they're important, no matter how small you think they are. And so being aware of those feelings and those thoughts and getting it out and not holding it in is so powerful. And I think that goes to back to like what Kevin said is then figuring out what can I do when I'm feeling like this, if I'm 
upset, for example, because the scale didn't go down and that's really causing me anxiety. Even if you know that that's a silly thing to be upset about, it's still causing you stress and anxiety. So it matters. It doesn't matter if it's, you know, you're feeling like it shouldn't matter. If you're upset about it, it matters because those are your feelings and they're valid and they're important. Well, and and so it's it's listening to those thoughts, bringing them in, not holding it in, and then figuring out what can I do then to help me. And you might not necessarily be able to fix it. Like I can't just say, okay, now I want the scale to go down because it's causing me anxiety and that's how I can fix it. But it's okay, maybe reading a book. Maybe it's calling a friend. Maybe it's taking a bath. Maybe it's doing yoga. Maybe it's stretching just to help kind of calm yourself down. Maybe it's going for a walk or some sort of form of exercise. I mean, that could be literally anything. So it's not necessarily you have to fix the issue or fix the problem, but it's what can I do now in the moment that's going to help alleviate it just a little bit. Kind of like that damage control. Just like get it under control. I'm aware it's going on. It's bothering me. And what can I do to kind of keep it at bay? Right. Because the number one thing I learned is holding in my emotions or my feelings or being embarrassed to share them or thinking it's stupid. I shouldn't be upset about this like I am. doesn't help anyone. And you just keep holding it in. And that's for what happened with me. And I kept turning to food more and more and more because I was ashamed of some of the things I was dealing with or struggling with. Um, So it's very important. Let it out. Figure out a game plan. What can I do differently? What choices can I maybe make differently? What can I do moving forward that might help? And if it's nothing, then maybe doing something small, like Kevin said, going for a walk, listening to music, taking a bath. All of those things are self-care and can help kind of calm us down and bring us back into like more of that positive space so we can continue to keep moving forward. Well, I think too, right along that with the same lines is if you really find it overwhelming and you're really struggling with anxiety and some major like stress maybe it's reaching out to uh, to a professional to get some help i mean there's nothing wrong with that and maybe they can give you some coping techniques that might help you that are beyond like what you know and recognize or what we know and recognize i mean there's there's no nothing wrong with saying okay i feel like i'm overwhelmed and i need some help i need some help right i think that's such a powerful thing because it goes back to that stigma around mental health where we don't necessarily want to admit that we might need some help um, because we're so afraid what others will think, that people will say it's just in your head, you don't have issues, we can't physically see something wrong, so there's nothing wrong with you. Those are all stigmas that we need to break and start having those important conversations about our mental health. And like I said, making that a priority. And it's such a great thing that I'm glad Kevin brought up is there's no shame in reaching out for help and asking for help and getting that extra help. Um, and I know for me, I did reach out and it took several attempts reaching out to my doctor for me to be like, I am not okay. I need help. I need to see someone for my eating disorder, the way I view myself, the way I feel. Even if you don't see anything wrong with me, even if you think my weight's under control and I'm at a quote unquote healthy weight, I am not okay. And it took a little bit of fighting to kind of get to where I'm at now, But I'm so happy that I did because asking for that help and reaching out for that help just makes me feel more in control and actually being able to change some of those things that I was really, really struggling with and wasn't able to kind of fix or do on my own. No, I think that's exactly it. And like you mentioned, and like I mentioned, there's nothing wrong with reaching out for that help if you need it. Exactly. Um, So then let's move on to the next one. And it's just drink more water. 
Yeah. So this one sounds again, going back, you know, sounding a little silly, but I think it's something we all need to be reminded of. We all need to do more. You know, we all need to be drinking more water. Um, And it's not necessarily, you know, for health where it's like you can't have juice, you can't have soda, you can't. But replacing some of those things only adds to then drinking less water. So the more juice or soda or anything like that you're drinking, you're then probably going to be drinking less water. Well, I think too, it just boils down to if you are trying to lose weight, you're going to be needing to monitor calories in and more times than not, soda and juice are just liquid calories that don't make you feel full. But just overall for health, water is so important for all of us. Absolutely. Like just making sure you get enough. I know when I don't get enough water, I just feel sluggish. For me personally, I get a bad headache and I just don't feel good. And versus when I I do get enough water, how it just makes me feel physically, mentally, emotionally when I do have all that water. Um, It's not something where if you're not used to drinking any, I would say, oh yeah, go drink a gallon now a day and have to force yourself to do that. But it's just being more mindful of how much you're drinking and a good rule of thumb is every time you kind of think about it, just drink it. Don't even think like, when's the last time I had it? When, how much do I have to drink? If you're feeling a little thirsty, if you're thinking, oh, I should drink more water, just do it. Like, Right. I think we could go into a whole episode on tips on how to drink more water, but yeah, like that, that, that's a, that's a great one is just every time you're thinking of it, like just do it. Right. I think just being aware of how much water you're drinking is a super helpful thing with overall health. Right. What I could say is take a normal amount of water you're drinking, just keep track of it. And then every day, just try to do a little bit more. It kind of makes it a little bit more manageable instead of going from you don't really drink any to then, like I said, trying to drink a gallon. Like make it manageable so it's something you can stick to and that you can do so that you are getting a little bit more water in, but in a way that's going to make it sustainable and that you're actually going to be able to do it. Right. So our next step, our next tip is going to be find small ways to add physical activity to your day. We're not saying going from sitting on your couch all day to then, okay, I need to go into the gym for an hour and a half, two hours a day. I'm saying just being aware of adding a few more steps and getting a little more movement. Right. So exercise is very important for our overall health, our heart, all those different things, our muscles. um, Our minds. Exactly. But it doesn't always have to be like Kevin said, you go to an hour in the gym. You know, I think physical activity and getting in some exercise every day, even if it's a 10 minute walk is so important, but it's just being more mindful of how much activity and movement you're getting throughout the day is so important. If you have a desk job, maybe making little timers so you can get up and at least stretch or move, take a walk around the office, a walk around your desk. If you work from home, you know, just be mindful. Okay, every hour go outside, maybe for a five, 10 minute walk just to get moving. Going to the grocery store, maybe park a little bit farther so you get a little more steps. Take the stairs. Take the stairs instead of the elevator. Things just- like this just to get you more active and to get you moving is so important. Um, I'm not one right now in this phase of like my recovery from my eating disorder and weight loss where I'm tracking steps or calories burned or anything like that. But for me, trying to just be more mindful of movement is helping me so much just stay in more of an active mind space. So I'm not trying to hit 10,000 steps a day. I'm not trying to burn X amount of calories when I'm working out. 
I'm just trying to be mindful of not sitting all day, you know, and then coming home from work and sitting all day on the couch and just not moving, but giving my body a little bit of extra love with a workout, a walk, stretching, yoga, and just being more mindful of getting some activity right, in. Right, too. And I know a lot of people who are, are office desk people, that's their job is they sit at a desk. Maybe it's taking your phone calls if possible and walking while you're doing it. Right. I mean, there's so many things that you can do just to add a few steps or a little more movement just to have those mental and physical benefits that come from moving more. Right. And um, if you didn't know, Kevin and I are teachers. And so one of the things I love doing is because at my job, it's not where it's like a lot of physical activity. It's a lot of standing or sitting or helping the child, things like that. But something that I've incorporated is we'll have little dance breaks throughout the day and we'll put music on and dance. I'll make sure I get up and move and dance and not the best dancer, obviously, but I'll do different movements with the kids. We do yoga and stretching with them. We'll go outside and I'll say, let's go on a little parade and go see what things we can find in the yard. And we'll just walk around the yard. And not only gets me moving, but it keeps the children moving and it makes movement fun and it makes moving our body and stretching and doing yoga and trying new dance moves and getting out of our comfort zone. And I think that's so important. And it's one of those ways where you can, if you're a parent or you have a dog or, you know, take your dog for a walk, do different things with your children, do dance parties, go on walks together. Um, I think that makes it more of a fun activity instead of something you're dreading. So it doesn't necessarily have to just be going to a gym. But it's just being mindful throughout the day of finding little ways to incorporate movement right. for everyone. No, absolutely. Well, now let's wrap this up with our, our, our last kind of tip here. And I think that that would be to cook more for yourself and be mindful that you're eating the rainbow. Yes, I love this. I always use this for myself, remind myself of this, tell others, make sure you're eating the rainbow. And not only because I love rainbows and that kind of statement makes me happy, but it's so true. Eat the rainbow. Eat different fruits and vegetables, different colors. Try new things. Um, I love having things on my plate of the different fruits and vegetables that do make the rainbow. So it does get all the colors in. Um, I'm one who sometimes I can get very stuck in what vegetables or fruits I'm eating. And just because it's easy, it's easy to cook. I know how to cook it and I enjoy it. But then the same thing day after day gets boring but it's also you're getting the same nutrients day in and day out and not doing anything differently so i think it's so important to try different things which you'll get more vitamins more nutrients more just overall health benefits from all the different fruits and vegetables and then it's just gonna add to like that overall health of you know not because you're trying to diet and you need to eat fruits and vegetables but just because they're so healthy for you and have so many benefits right nutrient dense benefits that are good for you um and so i always remind myself when i'm planning my meals when i'm meal prepping when i'm at the grocery store is just eat the rainbow and that definitely helps me eat more fruits and vegetables well and right along with that i think it is it's cooking more meals for yourself so that you can be aware of what exactly it is that you're eating because so many times when we go out to restaurants they add the extra fats or oils and the extra things that give you that good flavor but you don't know what it is that you're eating and you end up consuming so many extra things beyond what you know exactly is going right. into your body. And when you cook at home, you're able to control exactly what you're putting into your foods, what you're putting into your body. And there's so many different ways to make food taste amazing and restaurant quality, but without the added kind of 
whole stick of butter. Right. Things that sometimes restaurants do. So, of course, it's okay to eat out and, you know, enjoy different foods at restaurants and pick up dinner. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. But I think just being more mindful of if you are trying to focus on overall health or weight loss is cooking more meals at home so you can completely kind of control and what just you're not even control, just be aware of exactly what you're eating and consuming. Right. Because when somebody else is preparing your food, you don't know exactly what's going into those items. Mm-hmm. And I think this is one of those like give and take because you don't want to be so obsessed and consumed with every single thing you're doing that you're scared to then eat out. Um, I know I fell into that kind of trap or mindset along my journey where, you know, it was something where I could only eat jenny craig food and everything else made me so anxious and gave me such anxiety because i was only doing this is the right way everything else is bad and so i don't want people falling into that all or nothing only mentality food at home otherwise you're going to gain weight you're not going to lose weight eating out is bad you shouldn't have those extra calories that the restaurants are putting you don't have control and then having it be a downward spiral of having an unhealthy relationship with yourself and yourself and food Because I want myself and you guys included to have that healthy relationship or if you're going out to eat or having ice cream or going and enjoying a big bowl of pasta out at a restaurant that you feel good knowing you're doing that and that there's nothing wrong with that. But like Kevin was saying, overall, when we're trying to, you know, watch the foods we're eating and being mindful, it's trying to cook more at home. And like we said, eating the rainbow of different fruits and vegetables and foods and being more aware of what we're putting into our body right so i think i i hope that you guys find uh these tips helpful as ways to uh live overall healthier uh lifestyle and that they may help you uh lose some weight if that's one of your goals um i know that you get asked this all the time and i think it's very uh, telling of you of how you turn it into a positive of okay it's going to be overall health it's not going to be exclusively weight loss because Again, weight loss is a byproduct of overall health. Right. And I say this all the time. I'm not on a diet. I'm changing my lifestyle. I'm changing the relationship I have with food, with myself, with my body. And in turn, by doing that, the weight is coming off. Um, And I think that's such an important way to differentiate it is I'm not on a diet. I'm changing my patterns. I'm changing my behaviors. I'm changing the way I view food and I eat food and consume food. Um, and overall, when we do focus on our overall health, mental health, physical health, and well-being, the changes that we want to see will come. Um, and it's not just consuming, you know, this diet mentality of I have to lose weight, so I'm going to restrict and follow this fad diet because I want to lose weight, so I'm going to go on this quick fix diet that's going to solve all my problems. It's really going down back to the basics of overall health and well-being And in turn, if, like Kevin said, weight loss is one of your goals, we'll also aid and help with the weight loss part of it as well. Right. So thank you very much for all of you taking the time to listen to this episode. Um, If you could help us out by taking the time to rate, review, and subscribe wherever it is that you consume podcasts, that would help us out greatly. Um, We look forward to hearing uh, your feedback. And remember, it's It's never never too too late late to fly. fly.